Father God, we, uh, we just want to take a time today and honor these men that have served in the military. Some of them are now in there now. We're trusting you right now that every young man that is represented in this church, if they're on the foreign field, they will come home. They will not have to lose their lives. They do not have to lay their life down for the country. They can live and not die. We have a covenant with you. And the men that are in this serve, this church that are in the military, I thank God. I ask you to bless them. And I ask you to, th- to, to bless them because of the service they've done to this nation. And we give you the glory and honor for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll tell you something else. Uh, Paul Youngie Cho sent boys to Nam. He had a million-member church. He never lost a boy. And not a one died. Because you can use your covenant. And if your children go, they will come home. If your husbands go, they will come home. Plead the blood of Jesus over them. If you're, in the, if you're a police officer, plead the blood of Jesus. You do not have to lay your life down for a bunch of thugs. Amen. Well, get your Bibles out and go to Mark chapter 4. I'm going to do something very special for us today. How many of y'all enjoyed Mark Hankins? Wasn't that awesome? Here's the good news. He was coming back in February. Now, the reason for that is that he had to cancel this year in February and come later because of some situations that came up. Normally, he would never cancel, but there's things that happen. Um, there's, there's issues. One of the things he's standing right now is his grandson, Dylan, has been going through, um, had, um, I forgot what it's, uh, chemo and, and um, what exactly is. Yeah, uh, what's, the, what's the name of the... Well, anyway, he had, had, he had a blood transfusion and all that. Well, anyway, everybody's standing, and, and the boy's doing great. Just because you're in the ministry doesn't mean Satan doesn't attack you. Amen. You think that everybody's got it made just because they know the Word of God. They may be the opposite. But I thank God for Mark coming, and um, I want to say this to you. We bring him in on purpose. People like, people like Mark... Um, God placed him in the body of Christ and he's in so much demand that literally his jets in the shop and he had to take a regular flight. You realize how much that wears these guys out when they're sitting in an airport all day and flying to New Orleans, sitting in an airport all day and then catch a ride home. There's no way their body can handle that because he's preaching sometimes three or four times, five times a week someplace. When he comes back here, he'll be in Georgia, come down to Live Oak Sunday and Monday, be here Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and I don't know where he is Friday. So, you know, he has his own jet, which means that there is a financial obligation. It's, it's not easy to get these guys in here, but I, I bring him in for you. I, if, I didn't, if, you if I didn't think you needed him, I would not bring him in. But there's something he deposits when he's here that you need for life. And I'm going to go over that today. I want to show you why I do what I do. I want to show you why the services we have are necessary. I am aware that not everybody agrees with that. That's fine. You're wrong. There's a lot of things the body, the body of Christ today has got a lot of areas they need to make some changes because they've, they've gotten off the word of God. And not every preacher you know knows everything. I don't care who he is. Thank you for your enthusiasm. 
I was here in town when, when, when Kenneth Copeland flew in to talk to Benny Hinn about the prosperity message. Benny Hinn doesn't know everything. You can get on the pulpit and say some stuff and somebody's got to come along and go, hey, you need, you need to make some adjustments in your life. So you don't, don't just assume that your favorite preacher has all knowledge. He does not. You know, when you get to heaven, you're going to be there 100,000 years. You're still not going to know much. And, and I'm saying that. I'm being honest. There's, you don't know everything. You don't know everything now. And I don't know anybody that does. So there's a, there's a reason that I do what I do because I know you need this. It's, it's for your benefit. So go to Mark chapter 4, verse 26. And this is the parable. And one of the things I love about this parable is that Smith Wigglesworth quoted it all the time. He constantly quoted this in answer to people when they would ask him about healing or anything they would believe in God, he would always quote this parable to them. Now listen to what it says, verse 26. The kingdom of God is as a man would scatter seed on the ground and sleep by night and rise by day and the seed would sprout and grow and he himself does not know how. The earth yields crops Uh, by itself, first the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle and the harvest has come. I want to go back over something because so often we're living our life as though we're waiting on God to do something. Is it possible for you to have victory on purpose? Yes, it is. It is not natural for people to sit on the side of the road and get money in a can. That's not normal. That's not the natural way to make money. When people are broke and they are down and they are out, often we'll walk up and give them money and say, we want to give you a handout. That's not the normal way people should be living. If you want to prosper, there should be a strategy. There should be a plan in mind. In other words, you should say, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to get my degree. I'm going to go in this field. And money for you should be natural. There should be an income that comes in without, in other words, you you don't need to be walking out in your yard and go, oh my God, an orange tree. I don't have any idea where it came from. And there's an orange there and a God has provided for me. And, And that is kind of the way that the body of Christ does prayer. All of a sudden, you're in church and, ha, a healing. Or, ha, a prosperity. Well, that happens. But it's not natural. Jesus said the kingdom of God is as a man who planted seed. In other words, right now in my yard at home, uh, we had like a blight. I don't know what it's called or what at all. But I lost all of my grapefruit trees and all of my orange trees but one. I cut them all down. They all died. They all dried up. I don't know what happened. But I went out and I bought me orange trees and grapefruit trees, lemon trees. I got an avocado tree. We've got a uh, kumquat tree. I've got plum trees. We've got, uh, I don't even know what some of the fruit I've got out there is, Uh, pomegranates. um, we 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 got fruit trees all over the yard. But they didn't just show up. I went out and planted them. I went, see, I'm, I'm doing something looking for fruit on purpose. 
And he said, the kingdom of God, that's the way the kingdom operates. Now, I'm saying that because of this. Do you want to prosper? There is something you can do on purpose that will cause that to happen. There is something better than healing, health. Why don't you start learning how to get healthy and stay healthy? There is a way to do it. You can actually sow towards your health and die of old age without being sick. It's possible. Most people don't believe that. And, I'm, and what I'm trying to get you over is this mindset that, that's, that suddenly God is going to do something and you are just totally unaware of it. And the body of Christ today lives this way. Just whatever God, you never know what God will do. I mean, it's like Sunday, come Jesus, oh, help me. And he might come and he might not, and you never know what God is going to do. I know exactly what he's going to do because I am planning it. I'm preparing, I'm sowing toward that end. I'm doing things to cause it to happen. Wow. What I'm saying is this. You're in control of your future. Now, now listen to this scripture. Now, let's go back over it because this is very, very, very powerful. Now, let's read it because I want you to see something in here. It says, the kingdom is as a man, that's me or you, scattered seed. I don't have any apple trees coming. No apples are coming. I didn't plant any. I wanted to plant coconuts. But I'm going to have to go get them because they don't grow up here. I think there is a variety that goes, whatever. But, but I, there's things I wanted to plant and I couldn't. But I did that on purpose. He's saying this man did this on purpose. All right, now let's look at what happens. He slept by night and by day and the seed would sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. There is a God's side and a man's side to your victory. Don't do God's. How is the healing coming? I don't have any idea. How's the prosperity coming? I don't have any idea. But it's coming because I know that I can do my end and God will do his. Now, there's a lot of people in here that are smart and maybe you know the answer to this, but I do not. How do you get a seed that big? Dry it out and put it in the ground. It becomes a solid hunk of wood that grows oranges with sugar in them. Now, you, now don't tell me you know because you don't know. It is the way God, that's God's deal. That's not mine. I, I'm not in charge of turning the seed into a tree. That's not my bit. But I am in charge of the planting and the watering and the fertilizing. Now, we're going to get into something in a few minutes that faith is not a one-time gig. There's a process that you must understand. Just because you heard a scripture doesn't mean it's working. Just because you planted a seed does not mean that tree's growing. Now here's case in point. When after that I went out and bought all those orange trees and I paid good money for them because the guy down the road thinks they're valuable. Apparently I did because I paid him a, a big hunk of money for all those trees. But I have noticed that sometimes they get droopy. And, I, and if it doesn't rain, I got to get a water hose and drag it out and start watering these trees. There's a process involved from the time I planted them until I get to have the orange juice. 
Now, if y'all don't know this, I'm fixing to make you hungry. If you've never taken real oranges, squeezed them, mixed it with pineapple and mango, that's a smoothie. I don't know what else people drink. I had one last night. That's a smoothie. Make you want to slap something. Man, that's good. But see, when I get a sweet tooth now, I don't run and get a candy bar. I go squeeze the juices. And someone said, well, you know it's sugar. Well, here's something. If God made it, I'm going to eat it and I'll die happy. (laughs) And I also took one of my bananas and put in it too. And I've heard, I read on YouTube, bananas are not good. And now I'm reading tomatoes aren't any good. And I'm reading, listen, just shut up and leave me alone. I'll eat all the, (laughs) there's just some things that I'm going to do. If it kills me, I'm going home early. But in the meantime... I don't eat Butterfingers and I don't drink Cokes, but I do eat bananas. And if there's sugar in it, bless me. (laughs) After a while, I just want to go, please. And coconuts. Oh, man. When God made a coconut and that thing, you get in there. If y'all want to bust one and shred that coconut out and just, that's candy. Never mind, never mind. I know that I done made all you healthy people mad. <laughs> anyway, anyway. But I'm, what I want you to see is this man did this on purpose. I am not shocked that oranges are coming. I'm not shocked health is coming. I'm not shocked that prosperity is coming. Uh, see, I, I'm actually planning this. I I have this, I'm working on this end of this thing. I'm looking for fruit. And and I've never walked in the yard and went, an orange tree, shazam, where did that come from? Because I know Lisa ain't planting no orange trees. And I know Justin ain't planting me no orange trees. If I want them, I'm going to plant them myself. Amen, come on. So, So what I'm trying to say is the way we do church, sometimes it's not right. We just sit around going, whatever. And, and sometimes, sometimes God does whatever. But Lord have mercy, don't live like that. I mean, thank God for miracles. But if God, if, a, if somebody comes in, doesn't have the anointing, I'm, I'm not waiting on you. I'm getting mine anyway. And there's something better than healing. It's called health. Now, I know this may sound arrogant to you. I've only missed one Sunday in 30 years when I was in the hospital. And I would have got up and left. If they'd have let me out legally. And I did make him let me go. And Wednesday I was back here. Well, I was just, you know, went in full of gangrene, appendix is busted. And he told me I was almost dead. So they pulled it out and sucked it all out. And then he sewed me up. And then Wednesday I was preaching. And, there, and I'm, this is to glory of God, the glory of God. I never even took a pain pill. I never, I never even felt, I, I just never got sick. I never got a fever. And he opened me up and says, man, you're almost dead. And I went, praise the Lord, fix me. And he went out to Home Depot and got a shop vac and just sucked it all out of there. I said, are you done? He said, yeah. And he sewed me up. And he said, you're in bad shape. And I said, well, I got to go home. When I came home, everybody said, what are you doing here? And I went, I work here. <laughs> now, that's to God to be the glory. Thank God. But the word of God's word. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not waiting on God. I'm planning on it. Now, how does it happen? I, I don't know how it happens. I, don't, I have no idea how that happened. But I know that the whole time I was in there, I was in the Word. 
I know I was praying in the Holy Ghost quoting the word of God. So I'm going to show you that. Say, you, you can have victory on purpose. And if you're not planning it, it's probably not going to happen. All right, now, now go with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 2. Are y'all okay? Okay, I'm, I'm going to show you how to do it on purpose. I'm going to show you why I do some things on purpose. Ephesians 2, 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Now, right now today in America, we have grace preachers and we have faith preachers. We don't have too many grace and faith preachers. But both of those elements are in that verse. Now, if you emphasize grace and you say it's all by grace, all by grace, all by grace, you're wrong because you're not going to see the manifestation. Right now in the world, Jesus Christ has died for every human being that's on this planet. And only 20% of them will make heaven. It's a gift and they will never partake of it. Why is that? They never mix faith with it. Are y'all getting this? Even though there's grace... And we emphasize grace, and I emphasize grace. That's a gift. God gave Abraham salvation by faith. Moses hadn't even been thought of. Wasn't even around. So you can't say it's by law. It's not by law. The Jews are still over there right now trying to keep all the law to be saved. And yet Moses wasn't there when God gave it to Abraham. And I'm going to show you that in just a minute. So everything that you have now was a gift given to you by God. But though it's a gift, you must mix faith with it. Because you're saved, sozo, healed, delivered, prospered by grace, God's gift, through faith. Faith is a response to the grace of God. If you don't respond, you won't get it. All right. Now, that's a mystery because everybody's sitting around, and this is, this is one of the things that I find very difficult with people. We are just waiting on the Lord. And you're staying next week, you're waiting on the Lord, and the week after that, you're just waiting on the Lord. Well, why don't you respond to the grace of God and receive what he gave you? So if you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, come up here. At the end of the service, somebody will lay hands on you, and you'll receive it. Respond. So we see in the Bible that everywhere Jesus went, people responded to him. They got it. So now now I don't want to get ahead of myself. So I want to show you this so that you can see it in your Bible. Okay. Look at Matthew 9. Go over to Matthew 9. And and you'll find this all through the Bible. Now, somebody made up the bright idea to nickname us, name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. But the Lord Jesus Christ is the head of name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. He's the one that said it. So if you're going to criticize somebody, you're going to have to criticize the head of the church. Because he said, if you say to the mountain, be there removed, cast and see. So you can't run around and make fun of us because all we're doing is following the master. That may sound goofy to people, but those are the people that are sitting around waiting on God. Well, whatever will, what, you know, que sera, sera, the, the, the prophet of non-name it, claim it, blab it, grab, it is Doris Day. Whatever will be, will be. And you're just sitting around waiting on for an orange tree to grow in your yard. And while you're waiting, I think I'll just go plant me one. And there's more to it than that. We'll get into that in a minute. All right. Say, turn to your neighbor and say, I, I think you need what he's saying. All right. <laughs> 
Matthew 9, 18. It says, while he spoke these things, the ruler came and worshiped him and said, my daughter just died. Come and lay your hands on her and she'll live. And Jesus rose, followed him. And a woman who had a flow of blood, 12 years, came from behind, touched the hem of his garment. And she said, if only I touch his garment, I'll be made well. And Jesus turned and saw her. He said, look at this, your faith, whose, your faith made you well. Whose faith? Her faith. Her faith, her faith made her well. Jesus had no part in that. Jesus, all through the Bible, you will see there is 18 I know that you think there's more. There's not. There's 18 people Jesus ministered to individually. The madman of Gadara, the woman, uh, the man at the well, the woman with the issue of blood, Jairus. There's only 18. The rest of them we say the multitudes. 12 out of 18, he said, your faith did it. Many times Jesus chewed his disciples out and said, where's your faith? If faith was not important, why would Jesus even bother to get on to his disciples for not having any? See, you can't run along and say there's something wrong with us because we emphasize faith. Jesus emphasized faith. It's, it's, it's the missing ingredient in your victory. So faith is a response to the grace of God. You're not moving God. He's already moved. All you're doing is responding to what he did. I'm going to show you more about that in a minute. We're going to get into how to respond to God. A little bit more to it, but it's actually pretty simple. Well, I knew you'd like that. Now, verse 27, and Jesus departed, two men, two blind men cried and said, have mercy on the son of David. When he came to him, the blind men came and says, do you believe I'm able to do this? And they said, yes. He touched their eyes and said, according to your what? Faith. Your faith. According to your faith. When you, when you heard the gospel, you, you heard it, you responded in faith, and that's how you got saved. Even though it was a gift of God, you responded with faith. You didn't do anything. And you don't know how. You don't know how it happened. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. When I wanted to be filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues, I went up, the elders laid hands on me, and I uh, said, I receive it. And he says, you can speak in tongues. And I opened up my mouth, and whatever, off I went. And I went, whoo, that's cool. So I don't know how, and it still don't make sense to me, but, I, but that's God's problem. I don't, I'm not God. I just know he said, you need it, you need it, you didn't go get it. But he gave it to me, but I had to respond. I'm going to tell you a story. Because a lot of times people come in here and they go, well, I've been praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. That's not faith. Come on, I got, I got to, we, we got to go here. Because as long as you are waiting on God, nothing will happen. There's not, you're not getting orange. Ain't growing. Ain't nothing happening. So this man comes in, I told you this story before, and he says, and he, and he cornered me in the back and he kind of looked at me real mad and says, how come God hadn't filled me with the Holy Ghost? I mean, he's mad at me. I, I don't know why God hasn't filled you with the Holy Ghost. I don't know nothing about you. I've never even seen you before. He came to the church one time and left. And, and, and um, anyway, it's a long story. And, and I walked away and I turned. I said, God, I, I don't know. How come you hadn't filled him with the Holy Ghost? And, I, and the Lord told me. So I turned around and I walked up and I said, have you ever asked God to fill you with the Holy Ghost? He said, yes. I said, did he? He said, no. I said, so God lied. He said, I didn't say that. I said, yes, you did. He said, I said, did you ask him to fill you? According to Luke 11, 8. Yes, I did. Did he? No. Well, he lied. I didn't say he lied. Yes, you did. Now, I did that about five times before he finally realized that I'm a broken record. I'm not getting off of this rant. He says, well, what do I need to do? I said, did you ask him? He said, I did. He said he'd fill you, but he didn't. I said, he did. He said, what do I do? I said, why don't you start speaking in tongues? He said, I can't. I said, you won't. 
He said, I can't. I said, won't. He said, can't. I said, won't. I said, respond. So he got spiritual, lifted his hands, wanted to be spiritual, closed his eyes. I don't know why everybody thinks your hands got to be in the air, his eyes got to be closed. <laughs> and then he goes this. I said, that's tongues. He said, that's me. I said, who else would it be? <laughs> this man's waiting on God. Do y'all see that? You're, listen to me. Y'all aren't waiting on God. Faith is a response. Now, I'm going somewhere because I'm going to show you why we have crazy meetings. And it may not make sense to your head, but we're not worried about your thinking. You're, do not lean to your own understanding. There's not enough up there Amen. for you to understand God. Just do it. Just do it. Just plant the seed. Let the tree grow. Don't worry about how he does it. Okay. Okay. I'm having fun whether y'all know or not. At your expense. Let's go back. Let's go back to Romans chapter four now. There is a, there's a reason God does things a certain way. When you have asked God for something, what is the response? How do you respond in faith to him answering a prayer? You had not seen it. This is the confidence that we have in him. We ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know he hears us. We have the petition that we desire. You have it. But you say, I don't see it. Well, there is a faith response. It's really simple, but there is a response. That, um, and I know people don't want to hear this. People, I wish people wouldn't say stuff. They say, your faith doesn't move God. It doesn't move God the Father because God the Father moved. But God the Holy Ghost does. And the guys that are preaching it need to differentiate between Father and Holy Ghost. They're both God. But God the Holy Ghost is watching you. Boy, boy how come the pastor in Apopka is so smart? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be humble. It's not easy. Well, that's because I got a bunch of smart people praying for me, y'all. Now, now, let's go back to Romans chapter 4, and let's read here. Now, we understand that salvation came by grace. Verse 13, for the promise that he would be heir of the world was not to Abraham received through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. That's grace. For if those who are the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise of no effect because the law brings wrath. Where there's no law, there's no transgression. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be according to grace. In other words, what God did for Abraham, he did it for him by grace through his faith. Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness and he became the father of nations or the father of faith because he believed God. All right, how do we know he believed God? It's quiet in here, so I have to keep reading. 
Verse 18, who contrary to hope and hope believed that he would become the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And being not weak in faith, he didn't consider his body, the doctor said, was dead. You got cancer, you're going to die. You got the flu, you're going to die. You're, you're broke, you have no job, you're no good, you're stupid, you don't, you're never going to make it, you're divorced, nobody wants you. What all the stuff that we hear. Since he was about 100 years old in the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strengthened in faith doing what? Come on, help me. Giving, doing what? Glory. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. When somebody walks up and, and, and looks at me and says, Pastor, uh, we're going to buy you a new pickup truck. I'm going to go, Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to sit there and look at you stupid. I'm going to get excited. I mean, I'm going to take your word for it. There, you understand, there, faith has a response. Show me a person not worshiping. I'll show you a person not in faith. Do you understand that all of our crazy running aisles and jumping pews is a response to the grace of God? We read it, we believed it, we heard it, and we, re we acted appropriately. There is a God. He's got this thing. I don't have a care in the world. I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out. Something about Abraham giving glory to God strengthened his faith. And according to your faith, Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. In other words, there's something you can do. Now, I'm going to read another scripture in a minute. I'm going to show you something. My orange trees, it is not enough. I planted them. Come on, y'all, there's a lot more to this process than planting an orange tree. When you hear the word of God, that's the seed being planted. Come on, I'm doing good, I'm doing good. I want to show you, you can actually create your victory. That, that's powerful. I'm creating my healing. No, no I'm not God. That's his job. But I'm going to do the things he told me to do that cause that seed. That's a kingdom principle. If I'll take that word and I'll plant it and then I got to do something else now. Are you all out there? Okay, let's go. 1 Corinthians 3. Come on, this is good. I know I'm doing good. The best sermon you've heard all day. 1 Corinthians 3, 5. Look at this. Who is Paul? And who's Apollos? Who is Pastor Darrell? Who's Mark? Who's, who's Kenneth Hagin? Who's Copeland? Who's Andrew? They are ministers to whom you believe, and the Lord gave to each one. I planted Apollos water, and God gave what? Listen to me. Just because you heard a sermon, the Word of God is living. It's not, that's not a normal book. 
That's not, a, that's not a book. That's not a directory. That's not a dictionary. That's not a novel. That book is God's breathe. That's his word. That's alive. That book is to be read and read and read and read and read. In other words, you hear a sermon on prosperity, you're going to need to hear it again. And then after you've heard it, you're going to need to hear it again. See, one of the reasons I bring Mark in is because I want you to buy the CDs. And after two or three days, I want you to plug one in. And I want you to go over that same message again. You need to take that seed and water. Now, the other day I was driving out and I was looking at the rain and I turned to Lisa and I said, uh, you need to get Josh water my trees because they're getting droopy. Now, I got a lot of money in them trees and I've been fertilizing. I mean, I, I'm looking for oranges, but I also know that right now the avocado tree found water, but the orange tree ain't found none yet. And so they start getting droopy. So see, I come Sunday morning, I see you droopy. I'm going, hey, 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 we're going to water you. Now, now, let me throw this back at you. Don't, don't, some of y'all have gotten messages and you took them and you bought the CDs and you put them on the shelf. And you hadn't heard that in, in, in a year. That ain't doing anything. You say, but I know that. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. You don't know, you don't know that. You knew that. That tree don't go, oh, I don't need water. I had a little some last month. That tree wants water today. And then the two days from now, he's going to go, I want some more. And then three times a year, I fertilize them things real good. I want happy trees. I want a happy church. Now, now listen to me. That means that there's messages I preached. I'm going to preach the same message over and over and over and over. You say, well, we heard that. I know. Do y'all see that? There, your, your physical life follows your spiritual life. When things aren't going good, you need three days with Mark. Do y'all see that? Don't, 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 don't get spiritual on me and go, I was working. Because I'm going to say something to you kindly. Stupid. I did it kind with all the kindness I have. You can't put money in the bank and fix what you just missed. Your spiritual life is, is driving your physical life. You keep it up. It won't be long. The physical's going down. And it didn't, well, I know that. Uh-uh. All of y'all are going to do is jump and holler. Yes, we are. That's it. That's all we're going to do, dummy. I'm sorry I got mean. Please forgive me. I, I'm going to get right with God. I'm, I'm being serious, guys. We've got a mindset in America that if I heard it, I know it. Oh, you don't know that. You heard that. You need, you, you need to hear it, and then somebody's going to water what you heard, and they're going to water what you heard, and they're going to water what you heard, and they're going to water what you heard, and God is looking for increase in you, and you're going to have to stay in there a little while. That means that you're going to hear healing. You're going to hear it again. You hear righteousness. You're going to hear it again. You're going to hear about faith in God. You're going to hear it again. You're going to hear about prosperity. You're going to hear it again. And you're going to hear it again. And you're going to hear it again. And you're going to go from glory to glory to glory to glory. And you're going to increase. Your faith can increase. And that's what God's doing in you.
Now, a lot of people say, well, I don't see that's necessary. Well, it's not necessary unless it's necessary. I, when, if y'all ever read the book, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits, I'm in that book. I'm a, I'm a celebrity. Nobody knows that my name's not in there, so I'm going to go around America and get all of them and put my name in there. So that was Daryl Morgan. In the book, you read, Kenneth E. Hagin said, I pointed at a man, and I said, the, and I pointed at him, the Holy Ghost hit him. That was me. Lisa will tell you, I was in there, and I came down out of the thing. And I mean, I, you can't do it. If the Holy Ghost gets on you, you do it. But if you can't, you just look stupid trying. I felt like a chicken. I mean, the anointing was so strong. The other night when Mark was here, he was standing here, and I'm sitting in the chair. I felt like somebody was hitting me with a balloon. I mean, the anointing hit me. What's it do? I don't have any idea. But apparently God thinks we need that. Folks, I don't know everything. You don't either. But if he put a gift in the body of Christ and he wants that gift to knock you down, just let him knock you down. So anyway, when I got up, I went up and sat down. I said, Lord, because if you're, if you're humble, he'll talk to you. I said, what does that do? He said, it breaks poverty. I went, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> How? I have no idea. Don't get in. Don't listen. Don't use this to figure out that. This ain't got enough in it to figure out that. So the charismatic movement over the years. Well, we don't need to fall down. I get it. But he just likes knocking people down. I guess I don't know. He just I don't need to speak in tongues. God knows what I need before I pray. All of these things are people using their intellect to explain why they don't need to do what God said. Me, I'm just ignorant. Now I'm going to tell a story on Paul Youngie Cho. Paul Youngie Cho went to God. He said, God, how come you use me? He said, Dr. Cho, because you're so stupid. And he said, excuse me. He said, everybody I talk to tries to figure me out, but you, you just so dumb. You just do what I say. It might be good if some of y'all were just a little dumber. (laughs) It'll make no sense to me either. It sure felt good. How'd I bet a mother said it, brother? That felt good. Glory to God. Now see, are y'all out there? Did you go home? This is a process Christianity is a process. You have something to do with that. You can create victory. You can, I've already decided I'm having orange juice. And grapefruit juice. Y'all have, let me just tell you something. You take the grapefruits and you squeeze them. And you get you one of them big jugs about that big and you fill it up. And you put a lid on it and you put it in the freezer. In the middle of summer, you bring it out. It is a solid block of grapefruit juice. And you set it on the counter. And as it begins to thaw, you just dip it. That's so good. And once you do it, you will never buy it at Publix again. 
Never mind. I think some of y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. See, once you've had God, the real thing, you ain't going back to no religion. Now, now I'm, I'm trying to wrap up. I think I'm about done. Oh, my gosh. Look at the time. I'm almost on time. I, I'm, I'm doing these things for your benefit. There is miracles. Thank you. Wouldn't it be better if you started working now and on purpose had a better life? Every scripture is pregnant with the ability to produce. Plant it and water it and it will come up. Now I have Mark. um, I have Rick Renner. I got Andrew Womack and Kenneth Hagin. I have others, but those are the primaries. And I have them on a little iPad and when I get in my truck, boom, somebody's coming on. I've listened to Kenneth Hagin preach, cast all your cares on the Lord for 40 years. I'm going to tell you real quick, soon I'm going to need to put it back in. I'm going to cast all of my cares on the Lord. He cares for me. Are y'all seeing this? This is the missing link. People are not having victory because they've, they, they've tried, they, they have missed this, this whole, there's a process here. The word, the watering, faith responds to the word of God, and you need to respond more than once. Worship, while you're worshiping God, God is working on your behalf. How? I don't know. But let me tell you something. The service times where we're worshiping, very necessary. I don't, do y'all get that? Do y'all get that? We're not just singing a song. I have told the first service, I'm going to tell you this. I'm looking forward to the day that you guys will let me sit out of service and give it to the band and just spend all morning worshiping God. Now, when, when we do, if, if I can get you to not stare at the ceiling... Out of boredom, because you're so used to being entertained. I'm entertaining, I know that. I got the Actor of the Year Award. I didn't get the Pastor of the Year Award yet. If I can get you to do it, the Holy Ghost starts moving. You, you can, you can, we can debate this for hours, but he's in you. There's something about, just tell him I'm busy and I'll call him back. There's something, about, there's something about you, like I said earlier, you're focusing on the Lord that causes the Holy Ghost either in you or whatever, because he falls to start moving in your life. If you came to church and you got problems at home, I'm going to tell you right now, you can sing them away. As crazy as that sounds, pray and start singing. I mean, you may have to make yourself at first. You can worship all of the junk on you off. All hell's breaking loose in your house, start singing. We saw Abraham's faith in his giving God glory. I'm going to tell you how I can, you can see faith. You can see it on you. You come in here and the worship going on. You got your hands in the air. You're in the presence of God. You're in faith. 
You can, you can step in faith anytime you want to. Amen. Paul, in jail, prayed and sang. That's right. Amen. Children of Israel went to battle. Help me. Sang. No sing, no faith. That's simple. Anyway, the night that Mark was here is we got up and started singing hymns. Wasn't that, wasn't that awesome? Trina loves hymns. I'm going to tell you something. I, I love the old songs. Oh, the blood of Jesus. This is my father's world. I love the old hymns. I love those songs. I'll tell you something. There's nothing like being in a church service full of people and just start singing and worshiping God. And I mean, stuff that you were dealing with, it just melts. Come on. Say there's a process. You can, you can start right now and decide how next year will be. How? Don't know how, but I know the process. You on purpose find the scriptures you need. You find them. You read them over and over and over. You go out and get Mark CDs, plug them in your CD player and start listening to the word. I think it was Jody and Michelle. They made a statement one day. Mark's book on the, on the bloodline of a champion. That book set me free. That was one of the most powerful books I've ever read in my life. And I'm fixing to plug it in my tape player, CD player, whatever you call it now. Thing. And listen to him preach it again. I'm fixing to start it all, the whole thing all, all over again. And I just got through reading the book. I've read the book three times in the last month. From cover to cover, read it three times. Now I'm fixing to pop the CDs in. But, but I'm going to keep watering that. And I'm going to keep watering it. And I'm going to keep watering it. I got some places I'm going to go in God. Anybody want to go? Now, I'm asking you, don't sit around here like the average Christian waiting on God. Now, I'm not saying that you're moving God. I know that's a negative to say because he's already moved. But you're moving you. You move your mouth. You move that mountain. You move those mountains. You get them out of there. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, I think this has been helpful. All right, now this is one of those sermons where you're, you're going to need to kind of, I, I've given you a strategy, and I'm going to ask you if, you if you'll start, if you'll do this, just whatever, however you can do it, just begin. My healing that I took place with my heart, it was not instant. It took time. I was a little shocked that it didn't happen instantly. It honestly, I was shocked. I've always gotten my prayers answered instantly. This one took me a few, a couple of years. And I got the word on that, and I got the word on that, and I watered it, and I watered it, and I watered it. He forgives every iniquity. He heals every disease. He redeems my life from destruction, and he crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies so that my youth is renewed like an eagle's. I will run and not faint. I will walk and not be weary. How many times a day do you think I said that? Over and over and over and over. Water it and water it and water it and water that thing. 
And every day I got better. And every day I got stronger. And every day I got stronger. I'm watering those trees. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting a harvest. And the doctor said, well, you're lucky. I said, I don't think so. It's called a gospel. Is this helpful? Woo, glory to God. I don't know how to quit. Say my best days are ahead of me. I'm going to plant some seed. I'm going to water that seed. And I will have a harvest. You guys are so sweet. Every time I see you, I see your future. I ain't going to tell you nothing. It's good. It's great. Father God, thank you for this morning every person in this room. I love this church and I love these people. There's people in this room right now that are going through stuff. And Father God, they, they can change it if they would just act in faith. Apply faith. Just begin to, begin to worship you and begin to put in the word of God on that. It takes faith to do that. It takes faith to do that, Father. And there's not a person in this room right now that can't turn what they're going through around. You told us in the word that the kingdom of God is like a man sowing. Farmers plant on purpose. We plant today on purpose. We plan for our health and our older age on purpose we plan for our prosperity on purpose. We plan for our children to come back to Jesus on purpose. Because we're going to sow seed in that direction. And we're going to see a harvest. And Father God, thank you for the word of God that lives and abides forever. And Satan, there's not a thing you can do to stop it. And I pray that in this church's greatest days are ahead. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this powerful message by Pastor Daryl Morgan. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.